Welcome to Season 2 of Passion to Profit Podcast. Hey there, I'm Nikki Milne, a high school dropout, ex-hairdresser and salon owner to PR and marketing expert and founder of the Perth Collective PR Agency. I'm a mum to four, a wife of a firefighter and a very driven entrepreneur. This season, we're going to interview some incredible business owners that I've had the pleasure of working with or personally knowing. And I'm going to do some episodes on tips, tricks, and strategies that I've used to not only scale my business, but the businesses I mentor and consult with and that I work with through my PR agency. So without further ado, let's dive into season two of the Passion to Profit podcast. Welcome to the Passion to Profit podcast. Today, I am so excited to be joined from Felicity from Therapeutic Equine Experiences, who's been one of my mentoring students, and I am just in awe of her business and what she's achieved and just the concept behind it. I think it's really unique and different. So welcome, Felicity. I'm so excited to share with you, with all the audience today. Thanks, Nikki. I'm so excited to be here. So let's dive straight in. Tell me what exactly is your business and how did you come across creating it? Okay, so um, I'm the horsey girl. I always was the horsey girl um, as a kid and I still am the horse crazy girl. So I was very lucky to grow up with horses. My mum always had horses. And um, we started riding when I was sort of about eight and that's when my love um, of course, it started and it hasn't left. I just, it's one of those things. I think, you know, it runs in your blood and you can't get rid of it. And I was really lucky. Um, Mum encouraged me to ride. She put me into riding lessons and bought me a pony when I was only eight. Wow. And cheap. Yes, it was very special. And so having the opportunity to learn to ride at such a young age and having the support of my mum through that as well, offered me something different than um, I guess a lot of other people of the same age had and my parents went through a separation mm-hmm. and so I had my horse and he was my uh, my support I guess you could say my happy place was being with him uh, he wasn't quite like the riding school ponies <laughs> he was <laughs> and we had a limited budget so I didn't get this amazing school horse show pony but I think it was for the best and I was quite nervous. So um, in the early years, I didn't actually ride him a lot. I would sit on his pad- on the fence of his paddock. I would brush him and wash him a lot and feed him. But I loved, loved doing that. Like that just gave me so much joy and so much purpose and connection. And every weekend, um, holidays, all I wanted to do was be with him. So as I progressed and I got a bit older, I, I pursued that and I started riding competitively in dressage yep. and I loved it. It was incredible. And I got to train with some of Australia's top coaches. I was selected onto the Young Rider State Dressage Squad for four years in a row and it was an incredible time. The only thing that I struggled with, being a perfectionist, is I put so much pressure on myself. And I ended up burnt out and really depressed. So it was ended up being a really awful time towards the end of that sort of period of my life. And by then I was in my late teens, early 20s. And I walked away from it. I was in such a dark place that I, you know, the horses that I loved had given me so much joy for all my life. I just walked away from it. I just couldn't do it anymore because there was so much expectation and pressure a lot that I had put on myself, but also the environment that I was in. So so that was the end of that. And 
I felt very lost. It felt very strange not having horses in my life because they'd been such a critical part of my world for so long. And then it wasn't until I was a lot older, until I was um, engaged and really settled uh, in my life that I, I yeah, had to get back into it and had to have horses back again. It's sort of everything else had to be really at peace for me to be able to go back back there. But it had to be different. I didn't want to go back to that awful experience I ended up having. So after the birth of my first child, uh, and I had my psychology degree by this time, so I've been working uh, with at-risk youth, and that was something I was really passionate about. And so this idea came about of being able to combine my passion for horses and all what I had experienced when I was a kid, that joy that comes from being with them, and then combining that with my psychology degree and my love of helping people. So that's sort of how Therapeutic Equine Experience was born. I did do some formal training with um, some people from Over East. It was quite basic, but it gave me the little start that I needed. And that's, yeah, that's how we started. Wow. And isn't that an amazing story? So your history and your past has all contributed and led to this moment. And now you can relate to the people that come through your school so tell us a little bit about the types of clients that you're seeing and who you help. Mm, it's really cool because we see such a vast array of clients in what we do. And I think everyone that comes to us is wanting a well-being experience. They're wanting to come and have some joy in their life. They're wanting to have some meaning. Some people have been around horses before, some haven't. Uh, some have had trauma with horses, in fact, which is actually really common. And we've got kids from age four. We've had dementia clients in their 80s. And I think the beautiful thing about that is, is it just shows that the, the therapeutic benefits of horses can benefit anybody, which is really, really cool. So we see a lot of NDIS participants and they often obviously have a formal diagnosis to be an NDIS participant. And then we have private clients, so teenagers that are just struggling with, well, anything to do with being a teenager, I think, mm-hmm. is tough these days, and they get so much out of it. And then we have younger kids that may be having a bit of anxiety or struggle at schools that have a real affinity for animals. And so the equine therapy that we offer is called equine-assisted wellbeing. And so it is, it's giving them that wellbeing experience that otherwise they're not necessarily getting in their lives. Absolutely. And so I know you've mentioned before to me that they're not necessarily riding the horses. It's more about the well-being and the care of horses. Do you want to just elaborate on that? Like what does an average session with you look like? Mm, yeah, and that's it. It's not necessarily about riding the horse. It's about facilitating that connection. It's about spending time with the horse and forming a bond and a relationship. And you know, on the surface, it can seem that that's just what it's about, but there's so much more to it. You know, when people are around the horses, it helps them to be really self-aware, helps them develop self-confidence and leadership, and all that stuff comes through what we do in the sessions. So that could be, it could just be sitting in the paddock with the horses, watching them and allowing them to come up to us. It could be um, learning about the horses bubble and how the horse, how comfortable the horse feels with us getting in their personal space. It could be leading the horse over poles and doing obstacles. For the kids, we do treasure hunts. We go for bush walks. 
Uh, there's so much we do. We learn about different parts of the horse's body, journaling. Yeah, so there's, I mean, the opportunities are endless, really, of what you can add your flavour to this sort of therapy. Find out what you need to focus on now in your business by taking my new business growth quiz. Together, we will identify where your business currently falls in the five levels, from zero to over a million dollars of income. What level are you at now? And what do you need to do to move forward to that next level of income? Take the quiz and based on your results, I will send you a personalized PDF workbook so you can scale your business to the next level in the year ahead. Head to www.nickymilne.com to take the quiz. What are some of the results you're seeing with some of the students that are going through the school? You know, I'm sure there's some life-changing results you see connecting with them in this way. Yeah, it is. It's so cool, Nikki. And I think oh, we're so lucky because what when people come here for sessions, they're so happy and they just love being here. So we get to see these beautiful, happy people and these kids that are happy and the parents <laughs> share with us how they love seeing their children when they're with us and they're here for their sessions because th- their kids aren't always like that. <laughs> But, of course, I don't see, you know, the meltdowns or the aggravated behaviour or the depressive symptoms, you know, which um, the families see that and the families see the difference in their loved one when they're here and then how that transpires to other areas of their life. So it is, it's life-changing, not just for the people that come for the sessions, but it's actually life-changing for the whole family, which is really cool. That's incredible. And I love that you have a psychology degree to back all this. And I think that's really been a vital part. Obviously, I've spent quite a lot of time with you now and I can see that when you're going through, you're actually very educated on what you're recommending and how you're leading the person. So I'm sure that plays a huge role in the role you play in that person's life. So I think that's been really incredible that you've combined your two loves. Thank you. I do. I agree. I think it's important. You know, it gives me a really good understanding of people. Uh, and what they're going through, you know, I have obviously we see a huge range of mental health uh, conditions and neurodiversity. So having that education is a huge advantage. Uh, and also that personal experience, you know, being through a depressive episode and knowing the joy that horses can bring to our lives. And there's lots of research out there now that that backs all of that up. You know, just being around horses reduces blood pressure, reduces anxiety. So, yeah, there are so many benefits. Absolutely. And for some, you know, especially we live in a city, obviously you're based more in the Swan Valley area. I think, you know, we don't have, I know I grew up in the country, which was surrounded by animals and horses and things like that. But my kids are very much city kids. We don't have a pet. We're not going to get a pet. I've got too many kids. Um, (laughs) But at the same time, for them to be exposed to horses and the care, trying to explain to my children the care required for you know, any animal, I think for them in some ways I'm like it's, it's sad that they're not going to experience that care. So to take them somewhere like what you have set up to just see how much care a horse actually needs and maintenance and, you know, we know money as well. I think yeah. that's such an incredible thing for city kids to also be exposed to, learning how to actually work and de- deal with animals and take care of them. It's a responsibility that a lot of kids are missing uh-huh. in today's world. So I think – you know, there's just so many benefits which we've talked about. And then, so when did this actually launch into being a business? How long has the business been going? So 2017 was when I launched everything. Yeah, and it's been a nice sort of 
slow progression from there. I uh, had some time when I had my third child, so there was a bit of a, a lull there, but we did keep everything ticking over. So, yeah. And it's where exactly do you run the school from? And so it's in Hern Hill, which is in the beautiful Swan Valley. So it's not far from Midland and only about 40, 35, 40 minutes from the city of Perth. So we, we're really lucky in where we're located. We've got people come from Mandra and Quinana for sessions. So, yeah, we're worth driving for. <laughs> Absolutely. And so tell me, how have you marketed? How have you found clients? Because it's, it's quite unique and obviously mm-hmm. now we've just explained what it's about, but I can see initially people would be quite confused by the offering because it's not something that's common or something that mm-hmm. we're very aware of. So how have you marketed the business up to this point? And that's so true. A lot of people get confused and they think equine therapy, they think, oh, is it therapy for the horses? And that's a huge thing that we we come across. So, And obviously there is a lot of therapy out there for horses. And this, of course, is for people. So what's really cool about this business is, funnily enough, before I did my psychology degree, I actually worked in sales and marketing and I worked at the West in advertising. Oh, wow. Many, I didn't know that. Yeah. Amazing. Before, so this was my space days, you know, so I'm showing my age now. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> so I do have a background in marketing and advertising and I haven't really up until very, very, very recently done sort of any intentional marketing with the business and it was because it was fitting in with my role as being a, a stay-at-home mum and fitting the business in around that. So it became very organic and we have so many inquiries come directly from our website. So Google searches and people searching up equine therapy um, and that has been one of the big reasons that I've been motivated in this stage I'm at of growth and development for the business is having a, having a website updated to be really, really professional, user-friendly um, and containing lots of information because that is my virtual shop and because it's been really um, clear that that's where a lot of people are coming from. So it was really important to me to have something. So that's sort of been my big um, investment in terms of marketing Yeah, is having that first point of call be really on point. Yeah, absolutely. So we've just rebuilt Felicity's website for her through the Perth Collective PR Agency and I think your original uh, website when you come to me maybe had five or six pages on it. Yeah. I think we're around 20 now because I was like, the more information you can put, the better. So we have just stacked this website through frequently asked questions, backgrounds on you, how the psychology plays a role in it, the benefits, you know, and if anyone can take anything away from this conversation in terms of marketing, your website is the first usual initial contact with someone. So the more information you can put on it, the better, because then people begin to feel comfortable with you. They're more comfortable reaching out and they're more comfortable committing to your business because it's a lot of trust is built through that website. So now you have a beautiful new website. Um, Yeah, you're welcome. I love your website. So if you're, you know, listening to this podcast and you're interested, definitely go on to do you want to let people know the website address while we're talking about it? Yes, therapeuticequineexperience.com.au. Yeah, absolutely. So definitely check it out if you're curious and interested because there's so much beautiful information. There's beautiful photos on it um, and it just tells you a lot more about um, the experience so there's no confusion whether it's for horses or for people. 
and the benefits of it. So I think that's such a good tip to people invest in your website. Um, you know, I'm a huge, huge fan of that. And, you know, I've got big, beautiful websites as well. And it definitely pays off. It's definitely worth the investment. It's like having a shop front. Mm-hmm. And so with um, all your experiences, what was one game-changing moment? This could be, you know, something that nearly disarmed your business and made you shut it down, or it could be something that obviously excelled your growth. Mm-hmm. Well, definitely for me, this is the hands down. So this was so easy for me, this question, because for me it was investing in a mentor. <laughs> oh, there you go. How interesting. <laughs> this is not pre-planned answer, but no, it, it definitely was. You know, I felt I was at a stage where I was feeling a little bit stuck and um, I had ideas and I knew that things needed to change and not having had that prior experience, it, you know, I really felt lost. So for me, I did a little bit of <laughs> looking around at, you know, there seems to be a lot of business coaches out there, especially in Perth. I don't yes. know. I was really surprised. I agree. I totally agree. <laughs> wow. <laughs> So I'm big on feeling. It has to feel right. And when I first started stalking you, Nikki, and, you know, there's the whole process of warming to someone. And so I've been stalking you on socials and watching you and I felt you were totally out of my league. So I thought, <laughs> but I like to aim high for things, right? So there's that old perfectionist over high achiever. So um, it was worth a shot. Obviously, it was definitely worth it because I've got, it was, got so much out of it, more than I could ever have imagined. And I didn't quite know what to expect. And what one of the things points that I want to make that is so cool is that obviously the sessions in our mentoring sessions, I get so much out of that time with you, but also in being your client, I've learned so much about business just from being your client. And mm-hmm. now when I'm doing different things or responding to inquiries, I think to myself, what would Nikki do? <laughs> what time would she have? How would she respond to this person so it's just the gift that keeps on giving that's that's so wonderful to hear and I think you've touched on so many things there at there is so many coaches out there it can be awfully confusing and I never call myself a business coach I'm a mentor because I guess the difference is I've run multiple businesses I've scaled multiple businesses and mentoring is maybe two or three percent of my actual business Mm -hmm. and I think that's the difference a coach will be Mm -hmm completely coaching that's a hundred percent of their job so when you're looking for someone you need to work out whether you want a coach or whether you want someone mentoring that's gone before you and I know you come to me with two business ideas and I was like what are you doing and they're completely different completely different business ideas. I was like you have this incredible business mm-hmm. through equine experiences I don't know why you're even thinking about this <laughs> other business and I really did I was quite blunt with you and kind yes. of almost I mean I know you still offer it I was just like this you've got something incredible incredible here like just Mm -hmm. give this 12 months build it up you know and focus on it and I think that probably really helped you to have a second opinion on which road you should go down and what you should be focusing on because the other one I felt you were in a sea of people whereas this you were so unique it's using your degree it's helping Mm -hmm. people it just was such a clear path for me that that's where you needed to focus your time right now on and I mean, here we are, God, I think it's three or four months later and mm-hmm. it's just been incredible watching your growth and even your confidence. And mm-hmm. I think you were very confused when I first started talking yes. to you what you were going to do and where you were going. You had these great ideas, but now we've got a clear path and mm-hmm. everything's starting to click, with, you know, with the beautiful yeah. new website and um, your focus on it. And you've just been the best student. Everything oh. I say you've embraced, you've implemented which is such a joy to me as well. So it, it's just oh, been incredible. But I think 
you know, that's a huge thing by getting a second opinion and having someone kind of steer the ship because we all get lost. I get lost. And, yeah. you know, just having yeah. someone to say, this is what you need to do right here and here's the steps yeah. in the process. Let's get yeah. moving towards this. And being and, honest. Yeah. Yeah, I was really honest with you. Yeah, what is I this other it. thing? Forget this other it. thing. This thing is not going to go and make you a lot of money. It's You're going to drain so much energy and time yeah. in it. And I don't know, it would have been as rewarding as what you do no, now. Like I can see no. you love it. I like, I love it. I think it's just an incredible business. So, I mean, that's amazing. So tell me, I know we've talked about it because I'm obviously, we've been doing a lot of it in mentoring. You're now expanding out into training others in what you do. Yes. Do you want to explain to so much. Yeah, <laughs> I don't see it. I just I want other people to do it too. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So share what the training involves and yeah, what type cool. of person would potentially come and train under you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I love what I do so much and I know how valuable it is and what an impact it can make in other people's lives. So to be able to share that with others that want to make a difference in people's lives and teach them what I know is so, I'm so excited about this and and all the things I've learned from you from having this incredible mentor, I hope to be able to pass some of that and have give that support to other people. So it'll be a three-day training program to start with in May and that is to become an equine assisted wellbeing endorsed practitioner. And it's going to be really comprehensive and really supportive. And I know uh, when I did some training originally, it was really quite simple, quite basic. And so this has been designed for what I would have loved to have been around and received and a little bit more comprehensive so that people feel really confident when they go to start their own business and to start seeing clients, which can be really daunting to get everything off the ground. So I want people to feel really, yeah, really confident and supportive. So the first three days will be in May and then there'll be a following trauma-informed workshops and it's trauma-informed for horses and humans. I think anybody working in a mental health capacity needs to have trauma-informed. So that's basically that. So you as the practitioner are informed and have awareness around trauma. And we see so many horses that have experienced trauma as well. So the two go hand in hand. And yeah, we'll be um it'll be intensive, small group, like-minded community. It'll be amazing. I'm so excited. Amazing. And so people that are wanting to do the training, they do not need to have a psychology degree. No. Yes. <laughs> Obviously you. a passionate and a lover horses. Yes. Yeah. What type of people do you look for? Obviously someone that perhaps works in the wellness space or Yeah. It's probably That's an advantage. You know, if people have a background working in mental health or working in disabilities in the wellness sort of world, then that is an, an advantage, I guess. But you know, it's more about a mindset and it's more about understanding the positive influence that horses can have on our lives and it's about facilitating that for the horse and the client so it's really not about us as the practitioner we're just sort of there to support and set things up so it's really about wanting to give that to other people so you know some people that have got a really generous heart that love animals don't actually have to have experience with horses to do the training so if there are people out there that this sounds so amazing to them, they can do the training and then they can choose to have some additional training um, in horse behaviour and horse psychology, horse handling to support them on their journey. Yeah, I love that. And I think it's just kind of opening up a whole world to people that are very passionate about horses and helping 
others. And mm-hmm. I love how you kind of explained that. That's not the key. It's the key is not to have, you know, you don't have to have a psychology degree or um, be very familiar with horses. It really is firstly coming from the heart and that's mm-hmm. what's going to make the difference with this training. And then I know we've talked about you offer a scholarship twice a year as well. So how did the scholarship you kind of, how did you come up with that? Yeah. So that sort of was an idea to really give back to the community and encourage people to uh, apply and sort of take that that risk, that leap of faith in doing something that maybe they haven't otherwise thought about doing. And so the scholarship is there's no requirement requirements on people to apply and we'll be making a very hard decision on who the recipient will be because already we are seeing some incredible applications coming. But but that'll be with every intake. So twice a year, we'll be offering the scholarship and people can apply directly from the website. And if that's something that interests them, they can leave their details and register their email for the next one. I love that because I think that's a huge thing. You know, when you see all these trainings, sometimes they're quite big investments. Other times people are not sure. Um, and, you know, seeing the applications come through and people explaining why it's appealing to them and how they would use the training and you know, what they want to give back and how this suits their future. I think it's just an incredible thing to see those scholarships rolling in. And I love that you're just doing it twice a year for the opening of the training. I just adore your business. I think it's just the most incredible thing. And I I love that you've shared it and been able to share it with all the audience on this podcast as well. Because when you first come through in my emails, I was like, this is a really interesting business. Like I I've never heard of anything like it. And it just made so much sense to me because, I mean, I've got young kids, people that have, you know, like you say, been depressed or trauma. This is such a removed place that they can go a safe space. And I know you've mentioned when your parents were separating, it was a safe space for you. And I feel like anything we can do in the community that can create safe spaces for teenagers, children, even adults. It's just such an incredible thing. So I'm so delighted it exists and I I think you're amazing and I love the way that you roll out the training. And I'm sure everyone can tell you're very down to earth and approachable. So that certainly helps excel the business forward. Thank you, Nikki. Yeah. So um, just want to finish off with three questions that you'd like to ask me about business or marketing yeah. or PR. I'm looking for, I never know what these are going to be. And obviously, because I spent a lot of time with Felicity, it's quite interesting because she knows me quite well now. So hit me up with what your questions are. All right. So my first question for you, Nikki, is when engaging in a business mentor or a coach, for those that do that, how can people get the most out of it? So you obviously see people that do really well and get a lot out of their mentoring and then people who don't. So what's the difference? I think when you commit to it, it's a great question. You've got to be all in. Like I know with you, we were like four months of very intense, you know, I'd give you a list. You'd go away and do the list and come back to me. You're paying for my time. You're paying for my mind, my connections, everything else. I find it very frustrating when I have a mentoring client that literally just goes, oh, let's do our session. And then the next month I come back and say, what have you done on that list? They've done nothing. So they shouldn't really be in mentoring. So that alarms me and it frustrates me because I'm like, even though I'm getting paid to do it, if you're not going to implement what I'm suggesting or go and research what I'm suggesting, you're not really wholeheartedly in the mentoring. So don't do it until you're ready. So when you're going to do the mentoring or coaching, put your mindset that this is three months or six months of my life and I'm going to throw everything in it 
and do exactly what I'm told or guided to do because then you will see the results. It's You've got to be mentally in the right place to be open. And I know when I said to you this other business I think is just needs to be sidelined, you were like, okay, that's great. You took that on board and went, I'm going to sideline that and I'm going to give it six months to focus on this other one. So you have to be quite open-minded because a mentor, a good mentor will tell you quite often not what you want to hear. Yes, exactly. What I love about you, Nikki, is though, even though you've got this beautiful strength about you and that assertiveness, it's also so warm. So in the way that you deliver it, it's very supportive. Well, that's oh, nice to hear. Yeah. <laughs> I've been told I've been very harsh before and I'm like, well, I'm, I'm not very good. I'm just very direct. I'll just tell you that I don't think that's a good idea. <laughs> Please don't get offended. I'm doing this for your own best interest and someone has to be yes. honest with you. Yeah, And that comes through, so don't change. Yeah. Oh, good. <laughs> that's nice to hear. <laughs> All right, question number two. So on um, socials, a lot of people encourage or say it's good to be authentic, which is nice. Where is the balance between being authentic on your socials versus oversharing and how that might negatively affect your business? Yeah, absolutely. I think there's something to be really said for, we were actually, I was just talking about it with my team that, you know, I have the Perth Collective PR agency and then I have Nikki Milne. So I actually have two separate businesses. Now I don't show up on Nikki Milne or my stories and all that, that much because I don't have the energy for it. Does that mean that business does any less successful in terms of finance or not really, but I'm very careful where I put my energy and my energy goes to my mentoring clients and my PR clients and all that first and foremost. And if there's some leftover, it goes on my socials. And I think we live in this world where especially a lot of the social media coaches and marketers are telling people to be on their stories every day and to be posting every day. And and quite frankly, I've got kids as well and I don't have time for that or the energy for it. So I'm making sure that when I'm authentic on there, it's very purposeful and it's not just for attention. And I Uh think there's a fine line. And as people know, I don't really post about my home life or my children and all that. So I choose where I focus my energy and my time. And to me, if I had to show up every day on stories and talk about whatever, whether it's my kids eating breakfast or, you know, my latest holiday or whatever, that's not who I am. And that drains me. And that would actually then be detrimental to my actual business. Mm -hmm. So I think we need to have a reality check when it comes to social media. And social media is an added marketing tool, but it shouldn't be consuming your business. And I think a lot of people are borderlining on letting it consume their business. That the first thing they wake up was they think about social media, Mm -hmm. was really the first thing they should think about is the existing clients in the business. How can I service them better? Is there something else we can offer? Is there something else we can do? Could our website be improved? Could our social, like, you know, our marketing through emails be improved? And I think we've all got very lost and pressured into feeling we have to show up on social media continuously. And so for the last six months, I've pulled right off social media and I'm still on there in a presence, but I'm not doing it for attention as much. So I think that's a huge thing that I, I hope more people kind of understand that your energy and time should be going into your business. Mm-hmm. When you have the energy and you want to show up on social media, go for it. But I yeah. can tell you right now, I do not have the energy and time yeah. or the drive or the will to show up every day on stories talking about what I'm having for lunch or you know, it's just not me yeah. and I've lived my life that way. And I can tell you my business hasn't been detrimented at all mm-hmm. by not showing up on socials every day. So I think give ourselves a break. And like, you know, if you're there doing training or and you want to share something, by all means do, but don't feel you have to. Mm-hmm. That's brilliant. I think that'll resonate with so many people because there is the Instagram vortex that people get sucked into 
can be very all-consuming and you can feel that pressure to have to show up and if you've got a family and kids and you've actually got the business to run. So I love what you said about having that purpose. You're on there with purpose and intent, not just for the sake of it, and it's not ruling your life. And it's really dangerous for businesses. I just think if someone that's on there all the time, I'm like, what are you doing in your actual business? Mm -hmm, So you, I don't have time for that. You don't have time for that. Mm -hmm. So if you can be on there for, you know, 20 minutes a day and all that, that's 20 minutes. I feel like you could be focused somewhere else on your business. By all means, do it once or twice a week. But there is a lot of accounts for every single day. And I mean, I watch them. So it's not like they're not getting attention. But I'm like, is that converting, I guess? Or would you be better focused on internally working on your business? Mm -hmm. And as we know, 20 minutes on social media is actually probably two to three hours if you're filming, editing, posting, worrying about whether it's saying the right thing, whether, you know. So, yeah, just for me, I I try to set a precedence and a standard that if you've got the energy for it, great, do it. But otherwise... It's not going to make and break your business. Yes, great. I love it. All right, so third question. The flexibility of business ownership is very appealing to a lot of people owning their own business. But how do you, Nikki Moon, implement boundaries yourself so that that flexibility isn't encroaching on your home life? That's a really good question. It's very pointed at the moment um, because obviously fourth child. I've always been an absolute workaholic and my husband knew that marrying me and I would work to three or four o'clock in the morning. But over the last 12 months, I've had to implement, I'm getting older and I don't have the willpower and my energy on the kids. Is, I've got three sons obviously at the moment and they're hectic. We're obviously recording this before Christmas. And I, I don't know what my next baby is, but it's due very shortly. But I'm finding it's very important to be present on the weekends. So now, for example, in our social media contracts with our clients, we don't work on weekends. I'm there if there's an emergency, but our new contracts say we don't do around the clock monitoring anymore. And then I'm very much, I will check in over the weekend. If it's a client that's engaged us already, I will respond if it's urgent. But if it's an inquiry into the business, I will not respond to Monday. And I did something on my stories or my reels recently where I showed how I schedule my emails to actually trigger Mm -hmm. on Monday morning. I might write them over the weekend. Yes. But I will now schedule them to go out Monday morning so I don't get hit with all these replies across the weekend. And I'm just finding I'm not able to work at night as much as I was doing. So mm-hmm. I think my lifestyle's changing. I'm changing and I've I've actually come the full circle to realize that I will still get the amount of work done. I just need to set boundaries for myself now. Yes. You know, and I think yeah. that's maturity as well. Because initially I thought the more I worked in business, the better my outcome would be. Mm-hmm. But now I'm older, I know as long as I'm doing the priority things and doing my main things in my business hours, the rest can come and go. The other thing, I now have four Filipino VAs that work for me and that's been a bit of a game changer. So they uh, do all the things that I kind of say anyone can do, but on every Monday morning, they all get a list of jobs and that might be uploading my online courses, that might be setting up um, systems and automation Um, writing blogs, creating content. So anything that is quite easy to do and anyone could do, but it's just going to take me a lot of time that I all outsource now. And that's been a game changer. I don't use that in my PR agency. I use that for my personal brand. Okay. So that's been the difference. It's like, yeah, that's made a huge difference. And like I was saying before, I have a podcast producer. He's in the Philippines as well. I record the show, drop it into a Dropbox, and then he takes it from there, edits it, produces it, and publishes it. So you know, they're really affordable, but I'm getting through 10 times more work than I would by myself. So I think for in-house tasks, that's an amazing trait. 
and you know we take our interns through the agency which is a bit similar as well so it's just manpower Mm, that's funny to say but yeah it's where again do I really need to be writing and setting up that system and automation no someone else can set up that system and automation and then I benefit from it Yes. So, yeah, I think I'm employing a lot more clever operating systems and processes mm-hmm. that perhaps, uh, yeah, the VAs, the Filipino VAs, we use them because the time zone's the same. Oh. Yeah, that's why um, Filipino um, VAs are very, very um, prevalent in Western or in Australia because of the time zones. And um, they are so incredibly trained and yeah. they love tech. Wow. Yeah. So it's, it's you know, and we're paying between $12 and $25 an hour. So it's affordable. It's I actually yep. do it all through Upwork, the um, Upwork, oh. the website. Yep. And, yeah, it's just been a game changer for me for things that I want to do but I don't have time to do. Amazing. And that's probably why I'm not working at much at night and on weekends because my Nikki Milne business always comes second. Yes. My passion, mentoring people and educating people through online courses. But, my money is made through the PR agency. Mm-hmm. So this gives me a way to keep growing the Nikki Milne Agents yeah. business platform, yeah. but not spending a huge amount of time on it. Amazing. So any mm-hmm. advice, to sneak in another quick one there, for anyone yeah. looking to start a VA? Yeah, so absolutely gone Upwork. The reason I like Upwork is I found they're higher qualified. A lot of them have been to university and done business or marketing. The trick is to employ two or three at once. Wow. Post a job employ three then get rid yeah. of the two that don't seem to be responsive or as quick or I mean I'm so big on design I've got a very strict you know design aesthetic and if they can't yeah. do the designs I like they're gone yes. and they're very used to that and then yes. I set them at 10 hours each a week so they can't mm-hmm. go over 10 hours and most it's going to cost me is 120 or 150 dollars a week yeah, nice. and then Monday morning they just get a task list and they need to go on with the task at this stage, the four I've got four really good ones, so I'm kind of sticking to them at the moment. But I actually, my aim was to reduce down to one, but they've all been great. So I've like, right here you go. <laughs> and basically, I'm building a mega online course, um, an organic marketing academy. So they've been uploading all that. They've been putting it all in to systems and setting up my email sequences, wow. designing all my emails for me. So I will obviously direct them on what I want in the briefing, but then yeah. they go and implement it. Amazing. Yeah. So it, it's been a game changer yeah. to the volume of work I can do, but it gives me back my yeah. time because I'm better paying them, you know, $20 an hour and then doing a mentoring call. Yes. Absolutely. So I think that's everyone gets to that stage in their business. They've got to value their time. Yeah. I'd rather be with my kids yeah. than setting up an email yeah. system. Like, yeah. yeah. But now it's all set up. They're like, what else can I do? And they have experience in so many different things. But yeah, the trick is to hire three. And then reduce it to one once you've done 10 hours with each of them. Incredible. Yeah. So it's it's amazing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I highly recommend it. Yeah, it's been a huge, huge growth thing in my business and allowing me to do my passion project. I call it my Nikki Milne. (laughs) But yeah, it just uh, the systems they set up is incredible. Wow. Yeah. So definitely recommend that. And so thank you so much for sharing your story with us today. Where can people find you and connect with you? So on socials uh, is Therapeutic Equine Experience on Insta and, uh, yeah, therapeuticequineexperience.com.au. Amazing. Well, thank you so much for sharing your story with us. I've loved 
exposing you to this audience. I think, like I've said, it's an incredible business. And I know you're making such a difference in people's lives. And I love the fact that you're now going to train people in it because I think it's such an incredible experience to give back to people. And you're just like the perfect mentor for it with your background and your experience. So thank you so much for joining us today on the Passion to Profit podcast. Thanks, Nikki. It is the season of freebies. So why don't you head to my website and take one of the three freebies I have on offer. There's a five-day challenge, a brand audit, and the new business scale quiz. If I was choosing one, that is the one I'd be choosing. Determine how to scale your business with actionable steps into the next tier of the scale. Head to www.nikkimilne.com and take the quiz. I can't wait to see your results and help you move forward in growing your business so that 2023 is the most profitable year for your business. Thanks for listening to the Passion to Profit podcast. And don't forget to rate, review and follow the podcast. Your support means the world to me. And I look forward to seeing you on the next episode of Passion to Profit.